Hey, it's Bill Simmons. I have some good news for you. The hottest take. It's back. Oh, yeah. Monday through Thursday, four times a week, you hear from me, Chris Ryan, Sean Fantasy, Mallory Rubin, Wazdeen Lambrey, Van Lathan, Julie Lippman, many other ringer staffers. You get one take, you got to defend it to the death. Sports takes, pop culture takes, food takes, airplane takes. Oh, yeah. It's coming back. First episode drops August 29th. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Welcome to the Ring of Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Korolbeck. Football is here. Week one is here. We made it. Yeah. Woo. If you are wondering who to start, who to sit, it's week one. Also, we made rankings for you. Fantasyfootball.theringer.com. We have in-season rankings. Standard. This is big. This is big, you guys. PPR, half PPR. We have super flex rankings for you. Whatever you want. We got it every week of this season. We'll have rankings for you so you know, start, sit. You don't have to just hope that we answer a mailbag, whatever, you know, start, sit. It's like we got all your questions answered. Listen, you have more reasons now to blame us. If your team sucks this year, yeah. it is officially on us. <laughs> there you go. And also hey, you can- Don't say that out loud. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. You could have left that out. It's unspoken. Uh, the default is super flex. But you can tap the little button. So there's like the QB, the running back, the receiver, the tight end positions. You can click running back and you get all the running back. But you can combine multiple. So if you click running back, wide receiver, you get those. If you want to click all three, running back, receiver, tight end, you'll get just flex rankings. You can get the positional. Whatever's going to help you use it however you want. Scoring mm -hmm. settings, et cetera. But fantasyfootball.3.com. Every week we'll have those. So thank you in advance to everyone for using those. And again, if Craig's right. If we're wrong, just yell at us. It's fine. Blame Craig. Yeah. Blame me. For today, we're recording this episode Thursday afternoon, so we didn't see Thursday Night Football. Uh, but we're going to preview the weekend with some categories because we're trying to capture, you know, the vibes heading into Sunday. What are we feeling? You know, <laughs> we're going to start Hot Tub Club. We, I don't know if it's more than usual or it's just the season. It feels weird. a lot of more injured players than I remember for like week one. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. Mm -hmm. DK, we're designating yours this season as our, our fake ass doctor. Yeah. And I want you to kind of take us through Hot Tub Club and all these injury situations in week one with your fake-ass medical degree. I am channeling Dr. Literal. I don't know what his real name is on the show, but I have, if you've seen Arrested Development, there's a doctor who is absolutely just atrocious at telling the family of patients what, what exactly is going on. I don't know if you remember, but one of the scenes, it, it, he comes out and he's like, yeah, it looks like they're dead. It, it looks like he's dead. How is he, doctor? It uh, looks like he's dead. Oh, my God. Oh, little guy. 
The tears aren't coming. The tears just aren't coming. Uh, just to be clear, it looks like he's dead or he is dead. It just looks like he's dead. He's got like blue paint on him or something. But he's going to be fine. What is wrong with you? <laughs> this is what I'm going to do. The, the, my, my it looks like he's dead category. Okay. Is basically, these are the injured players that I don't, I do not feel comfortable starting in any formats. You guys can disagree with me about these. Well, you're, to be clear, even if they do end up playing, you're like, oh, I still don't. Yeah, want. it looks like they're dead. Um, <laughs> so here it is. I'm going to start out. J.K. Dobbins. The vibes yeah. around J.K. Dobbins to me are just not not good. Like I, I just can't get behind starting him. I think I'd just rather go with it. like just any other option. Basically, I'm not going to risk it this week, even if he does end up playing. Um, because number one, he came back. He's coming back from like a really tough ACL injury. If you remember the injury, he got his knee bent backwards. It did not look good. The Ravens, I don't think, have any need to rush him back. And crucially, importantly, maybe this is like him. Maybe this is a red herring. Who knows? Lamar Jackson said on Wednesday that it would be good to have J.K. Dobbins back in a few weeks. That, to me, feels like the truth. He accidentally kind of let it slip that Dobbins is not like close. He's not ready for this week. Well, so credit to where credit's due. J.K. Dobbins is the reason we're calling this you the fake-ass doctor because people said like <laughs> oh, yeah. a month ago he wouldn't well, play right. in week one. And J.K. Dobbins was like, fake-ass doctors don't know anything. He'll be ready for week one. I like this tactic of asking other players about the medical status of their see teammates. Yeah, yes. see if they'll slip up. <laughs> yeah, they're not ready to lie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm a terrible liar. This is You guys could do this to me. I'd be like, oh, God, I don't know. I just like, you ask leading questions like, Lamar, you think J.K.'s back by week four? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea, actually. Um, so anyways, I'm out on Dobbins. He might end up playing. Obviously, keep if you have to play him, monitor the situation into Sunday. Uh, but right now, it's not looking good. Number two on the list, Alan Lazard of the Packers. Undisclosed injury. Apparently, he got stepped on in practice. He was a, uh, did not participate on in practice on Wednesday and Thursday. I was already a little bit skeptical about the whole Lazard thing in the first place. I just feel like the, this offense, the, the Packers offense, is going to be really hit or miss at the receiver position. There's going to be one guy that goes off every week and it's going to change every week and be very frustrating. I'm just out on Lazard this week in particular because it doesn't look like he's going to play. Uh, he has not practiced the last two days and I don't know why they would, you know, have him come in and play after not practicing in week one. Like, this just doesn't make sense to me. So that's that's another guy I'm just out on this week. Yeah, he's not practicing. doesn't look good. You already don't know what's going on in Green Bay. That makes sense. Second category. He's going to be all right. <laughs> this is L Dr. Literal explaining to the family that uh, that Buster lost his left hand. <laughs> Buster got his hand <laughs> bit off by a seal. How's my son? He's going to be all right. Oh, oh thank God. Finally, some good news There's from no this other guy. way to take that. That's a great attitude. I gotta tell you, if I was getting this news, I don't know that I'd take it this well. But you said he was all right. Yes, he's lost his left hand, so he's going to be all right. You what son of a bitch! This I hate this <laughs> he's gonna be all right <laughs> uh these are players that are injured that we do not we just don't know like we're going into the weekend we're clueless about this we do not exactly know what's going on with these guys it's players to monitor these are like the sunday morning you got to get up if you're on the exactly. west coast you got to get up before 10 you got to check your your lineup and see how they how they uh what the report says <laughs> it could be all right or they could be all right <laughs> I'll go through these really quickly. Obviously, these are players you want to pay attention to over the weekend. Chris Godwin of the Buccaneers. He was a full participant in practice on Wednesday. He was not seen at practice on Thursday. I don't know what the hell that means. He is eight months out from an ACL injury. Generally speaking, you want to be at least nine months out 
Well, he said today that he's a game time decision. Like he basically said, we'll figure it out on Sunday. I don't know. This all feels like games gamesmanship. I don't but know. But here's the, the the key point for Godwin is they're playing Sunday night football, and Chris Godwin is out here saying, We'll see on Sunday. But right. like because they're gonna be warming up later, I just mm. wouldn't play him because you can't have a Sunday night football player screw you and not end up playing. Unless you have like Russell Gage or something, not much you can do. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, next up, Zach Ertz of the Cardinals. He hasn't really been practicing for the last like few weeks with a calf injury. He was limited on Wednesday. This is another one where you just gonna have to monitor it to game time. I'm I'm generally not super uh, excited about starting Zach Ertz if I have to. I would stream another tight end this week. I would if, if I, you if you were in the horrible situation of having to drop someone week one, I would add Gerald Everett from the Chargers because he's probably gonna be available and that's your best bet. Here here's where we get into the even more confusing guys. Michael Thomas has a hamstring. Michael Thomas. This well, hopefully guy, he has two hamstrings. This fucking guy. What's going like? Okay, he's missed the last two years with an ankle injury. Now he's, uh, I guess, questionable heading into this week with a hamstring injury. He did end up practicing. I didn't see the designation. What? How? Like how much he practiced on Thursday? Um, but to me, this is up in the air. I don't know. Like, are they going to rush him back after everything that's happened over the last two years? We'll see. I'm not super optimistic, but uh, it's still up in the air. George Kittle came down with a groin injury over the week, I believe, early this week. Um, it doesn't look like things are good for him. I saw an, uh, a report from Aaron Wilson that said he is probably going to miss this week. I think it's it's one thing to monitor as we go into the weekend because George Kittle is an insane person who has played through pretty serious injuries before. Like it, He comes back. He's just a really tough guy. So um, annoying. This is so annoying if you drafted Mike George Kittle to avoid. Oh, it's awful. Time is a flat circle. We're just back with Michael <laughs> Thomas and George Kittle. The whole reason you take George Kittle is like, oh, thank God. Now I don't have to worry about picking up tight ends. Boom. Three days after your draft. Now you're just scrolling through. It's, like, a, groin, oh, it's a groin injury. I don't know if I mentioned that. Groin injuries to me are like one of the worst injuries because you could just re-injure this thing. Like it, there's no amount of time that goes by that like all of a sudden your groin is better. Like you could re-injure this at any moment. He's like up. He's like McCaffrey level for frustrating in terms of mm -hmm. elite players at their position in fantasy football. Uh, all right, Drake London for the Falcons, who had one catch in the preseason, immediately hurt his knee, has not practiced or been really that active since. He was limited on Wednesday and Thursday. I think I saw from Arthur Smith that they're going to have to wait till the end of the week to see how he's doing. To me, it's becoming more and more perilous that he's going to play. Like I, I'm less and less confident that he's going to play this week based on how it's gone. Um, but I did see a video they posted from video uh, from practice where he looked pretty good. Like, he did not look like he was limping at all. So maybe is that this your is fake just, ass doctor assessment? This is me. Yeah. This is me like putting on my fake ass overcoat and, and stethoscope and saying he looked pretty good. I needed to hold up a video with today's newspaper of him running in practice. To know. <laughs> I know, seriously. Um, so I don't know. This is another guy to monitor um, and check back on the weekend. Deontay Johnson of the Steelers. Another, oh God. another guy who's in the category of this fucking guy. Every week, it's something with this guy. He has a shoulder injury that he suffered in the last preseason game. Last on, on Wednesday, he was talking about how he's just trying to get through practice, see how his, uh, he can't really do that much with his arm. He makes it sound not great, frankly. So like that to me is worrisome. But as we've seen in the past, he has a season ender, what looks like a season ending injury in just about every game and then comes back and plays. So I don't know. Keep an eye on it. Sunday morning. Again, these are all the guys you're going to have to watch for Sunday morning. Deontay Johnson is the poster child for Heifetz's rule of if it looks bad, he's fine. But if it looks not bad at all, it's probably a horrific injury. That is Deontay Johnson. He <laughs> yeah. goes down like a sack of potatoes every time he catches a slant. And I'm like, oh, there went his ACL. And then he's like back a quarter later. <laughs> the shoulder yeah. injury didn't look that bad. <laughs> no, it didn't.
keep that in mind. Um, all right. And then third category, we've removed the hook and there's been no damage. These are the injured players that we're pretty sure are playing. I'm going to run through these really quickly because I'm pretty sure all these guys are playing. Christian McCaffrey apparently had got kicked in the shin or something. Yeah, play him. He's fine. It's a He's fine. Kadarius Tony off the injury report. Great news. Love Woo! to see that. Jalen Waddle, full participant on Thursday. Looks like he's going to play. Same with Chase Edmonds, who had a groin injury. They both were full on Thursday. Wheels up for the Dolphins. Uh, Jacoby Myers for the Patriots. He was limited, I believe, on Thursday, but it doesn't really sound that serious. He, I think he's going to play. Russell Gage of the Buccaneers, same deal. Miles Sanders was a full participant. Looks like he's going to play. And then our O. I haven't seen an, an update lately, but he said he expects to play in week one on Monday night. So those are the guys that we're not too worried about. Beautiful. All right. That's Hot Tub Club. Thank you, fake-ass Dr. MD, Danny Kelly. We lost him. We lost him. He <gasps> just uh, got away from us. I'm sorry. Um, can we go in there? <gasps> if you want. Not a lot to see. I mean, not for you, but for us. He got away from us. Can we at least go see him? Uh, I guess there's not much to see. <laughs> fucking doctor. I love when I love when Lucille like attacks him. <laughs> this fucking guy again. <laughs> it's incredible. All right, we're gonna go through a bunch of categories here. Kind of just, again, what what are we feeling for Sunday? First off, the most Sunday feeling. It's the Sunday scaries, and everyone yeah. knows Sunday scaries. But also, there's a subsect of the Sunday scaries that's the fantasy Sunday scaries, where you're just like. I don't know. Like, yeah, because the, the draft, drafting your fantasy team is like a Friday night. You got no worries. You're not even thinking about good. Monday. Yeah. And then week one starts creeping up and all these guys that you drafted that you you think are going to have great seasons, you start to think, oh God, David Montgomery? <laughs> <laughs> Shit gets real. <laughs> Shit gets real. So first Sunday scary, DK. So obviously I've been back and forth. I've, I've, I'm have I've a flip-flopper on the whole Juju Smith-Schuster thing. Mm. All, you are this whole offseason. Um, but Patrick Mahomes said something on Wednesday that made me worry, frankly. He said, and, and he was asked, what's the biggest difference between this year's offense versus last year's offense? He says, quote, the biggest thing, I think there's going to be a different player every single game that has a big game. It's not going to be just necessarily Tyreek and Travis every single week where it's like that with one other, or, where it's like one other, one of, God damn it. <laughs> Is that is that the quote that Mahomes said? He just tripped over his words and was like, "God damn it!" Is that, is I that can't read. You want me to finish it here? It's like every single guy or every single game is going to be something different. So I'm sorry to all you fantasy football guys. You know who doesn't believe that? This guy. <laughs> oh well, I I, I I I'll go a step further. I don't care because I like that's fine that he said that because in because what he's saying is yeah, there's not going to be a Tyree kill on this team, and I'm like yeah, we know. You know what I mean? Like Tyreek Hill, when he was well, on the Chiefs, was a top 15 pick in fantasy every year. This is just coach speak. He's just saying that like everyone, all the receivers are good and who, I'm going to spread the ball around. Like it'd be weird if he was like, yeah, Juju's our guy. But you can price in both. That's why I'm not afraid of this. Like Tyreek Hill was going 15th. He had to be really good to justify that. Juju Smith is going like, you, pro you probably got him like 70th overall. Like Mahomes' words are priced into what you paid for Juju. Yeah, but you still have to plug him into your lineup. Are you still willing to do that after he said that? I, the only yes. thing that worries me about this whole thing is that there's been no third option in this offense, like period, over the last few years. Like it's been completely unreliable. You know, you just have to guess right, essentially, in any given week, who's going to go off. Like, what if that's just now the case with the second option in the passing game? Like every week, it's something new. 
Totally possible, but I'm like, that's the dart throw. That's why you're trying to get Juju's your fourth receiver, and you're hoping you win the freaking lottery. Like, I look. This is the real world. He's so, going well, into your lineup. Here, here's why I'm not afraid. I, I'm the opposite. I think the Chiefs are going to destroy the Cardinals. Like, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs <laughs> are un, unkillable. Like, Alexander the Great, unkillable in September. So, some stats. Patrick Mahomes is 11-2 and two in September. In September, Patrick Mahomes has 41 touchdowns and three interceptions. I will say that again. 41 touchdowns in three in three picks. Basically, Patrick Mahomes has like 13 games in September. And it's if that was like a season, it would be one of the best seasons in NFL history. Like, <laughs> and it's not just a Mahomes thing, it's Andy Reid. Since Andy Reid started coaching the Chiefs, they have the most wins in September and the most points. Like Andy, like there's a joke. I can already hear Bill Simmons making a joke about Andy Reid in January for September. But the point is sure. they're always coming into new seasons with new wrinkles. And I'm like, meanwhile, they're playing the Cardinals, who have the worst cornerback group in the NFL. And then one of those cornerbacks in the worst cornerback group in the NFL was cooking and spilled hot oil over himself and got second degree burns and is out. And then they had to trade a seventh round pick to get a guy the Raiders were going to cut so he could start for them this week. Like, this to me is like, I am, so, look, is Juju going to have a big week? I don't know. I hope. But like, I am so ready to roll the dice on the Chiefs offense this week of all weeks. Got to wear an apron. The apron is underused in the kitchen by the lay cooker. <laughs> I feel like I have a lot of aprons because they're good like gifts, but I don't mm -hmm. actually use them. It is one of the most useful tools that nobody cares about because they look kind of lame. It's like knee pads. That's essentially what an apron is in the kitchen, but it is so useful. You can wipe your hands all over your body. You got pockets left and right. It, the apron is incredible. What are you using knee pads for? I'm saying like for like like a, a kid who like wanted to skateboard when he was like 12. He's not putting on knee pads. Have you ever tried kneeling down? It, this shit hurts, man. Like no yeah, one's putting does. on knee pads because it's kind of lame. And I think people well, think- NFL players don't wear pads. None of these guys wear cups. And I know. Like when you're, if you played high school football, like, you know, you had the hip pads, knee pads. Dude, look at any running back. They don't wear knee pads. They don't wear hip pads. You're right. Okay. Man, I'm, just, I'm just saying, toss on an apron one day while you're preparing dinner. It'll change your life. All right. Craig, you got a Sunday scary other than just not using aprons? <laughs> so, uh, starting David Montgomery this week is like just staring down the barrel of a Monday morning on a Sunday. <laughs> uh, the Bears O-line is a legitimate disaster. Uh, this is the lowest game total of the week, 40 and a half points. And the Niners are projected to score 24 and a half of those, which leaves 16 measly points for the Bears. Um, this, James, this game is just going to be a slog. The 49ers are like the slowest team in the league. They're going to run a lot. They're probably going to run even slow, more. It's not speed, like pace. Pace. Seconds per snap. They right. have the longest seconds between each snap uh, compared to any other team. And they're probably going to be even slower this year because now they have Trey Lance and they're going to probably run it even more. I just think the Bears are going to barely have the ball. They're going to be down big, so they're probably not going to have to run it a lot. Uh, Fields might be in major garbage time catch-up mode in the second half of the game. I just think, like, David Montgomery might get his touches, but, like, 15 carries for 41 yards and no touchdowns is is imminent in my mind. Ugh. This feels like a argument. JV team versus a varsity team. Like, the Bears roster versus the Niners roster and, like, a new coach versus Kyle Shanahan. I just, one of the hardest debates in fantasy football is the running back who you know generally is like start worthy, but they're going up against a great defense and an awful game script. And you're like, man, like, could he punch in two touchdowns and 80 yards? Yes. But what's more likely that, or he just like rushes for 42 yards because they're getting killed the whole game. Well, DK, how do you feel about the Bears offense versus the Niners? I would say the only comeback or whatever tort that I would have to that, Craig, is that they'll use him in the passing game. Like if, if this is at half PPR or PPR, He's still going to have value because he's going to be utilized in the passing game. They're going to have dump-offs. 
maybe that's me just rationalizing because I, I'm kind of excited about David Montgomery this year. So if you go back to their final preseason game, like he was basically getting all the snaps with the first team offense, uh, which means in my mind that they're going to utilize him in the, th- in the passing game in the two minute, uh, you know, offense, all that stuff. He's going to have enough catches to make himself at least start worthy. Maybe not like have a super high ceiling in this game. So that's the only thing I would say about that. My next category, which is a good segue here, is the Kombucha Girl Player of the Week. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google Girl Tries Kombucha for the first time. It's like this famous meme where she's basically like, she takes a, I can't remember the exact order. She takes a sip, is like, nah, well, no. Nah. Well, <laughs> well, I see that meme like a thousand so times. I had no idea that was kombucha. I just knew her as the as the the meme woman who goes like, oh, well, well, yeah. well. Yeah, it's kombucha. That that was one of like the real. I don't know if it was Vine or TikTok, but it was one yeah. of the, it was a real OG viral meme. <laughs> At the very beginning of the video, she's like, "This smells like a public restroom." <laughs> and she just—I've never seen laughing. the video. I've only seen the video. <laughs> it's funny. She's like popular now on TikTok. She has like a, millions of followers, I believe. Yeah. So, anyways, this is my reaction to trying to talk myself into Justin Fields this week. So, big picture, like Justin Fields is probably not going to be a starter in twelve-team leagues, like especially non-superflex. But I think there's a world in which he is a sleeper this year. In fantasy, because of his running ability, like obviously that is a big part of the Konami code. It's a cheat code. Heifetz hates it, but it's reality. It's, not a cheat code, it's just stupid fucking rules, but yeah. All right. it's like, well, it's a cheat code in the current rules as they're set. Right. Yeah, it's just dumb rules. It's a giant so, loophole. I looked at I looked back. Uh over Justin <laughs> Fields is over his last uh let's see here, seven starts, or I think it was over his last seven starts, he averaged 52 yards rushing per game. Guess who also averaged 52 rushing yards per game last year? Jalen Hurts. Jalen freaking Hurts, who we love because he runs, even if he's not a very good passer, and even if he needs the fourth quarter to like score 20 fantasy points. This is like, I'm just like trying to build a scenario here where I'm actually into Justin Fields, but I'm doing the kombucha thing where I'm like, ah, no. Well, no. But this is why he's your bet. Like he's either on your bench if you're in a deeper league or he's just on waivers. And if he does something cool, you're at, you'll add him, right? Yeah, but you got to be ballsy to like start him this week. I'm, I'm guessing not. No very one's many starting are Justin start. Fields this week. Ah, no one. Maybe Superflex. Well, maybe Superflex. Maybe get Superflex. Uh, sure, in two quarterback leagues. Yeah, sure. But like, if you're in a one quarterback league, you're not doing it. Do you guys know that the starting right tackle protecting Justin Fields' blind side is a fifth round rookie out of Southern Utah? <laughs> yeah. What's the Southern it's Utah tough. schedule? Remember when the Patriots drafted Luke's, Lucas Strange and we were going through what, what college? Nuga. Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Lucas got, Strange. I don't think his name was Lucas Strange. Whatever his name was. We're talking about Nuga. Cole Cole Strange. Dude, by the way, I forgot to mention this. Someone emailed us and offered to buy us a Chattanooga Cole Strange jersey. I just want to say thank you. In retrospect, we didn't see the email in time. I felt bad like responding like a month later and like saying, yes, send us this thing. But uh, we do appreciate it. I'd love to finish every Sunday night show with a Nuga update. (laughs) How'd they do this week? How'd that Nuga do? Uh, Anyways. Yeah, I like I I think it would be very ballsy if you started Justin Fields against the 49ers, who are a very good defense. And but like the fourth quarter, baby, he's gonna be running for his life. Fantasy. Yeah, that's the difference to me between Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields is Jalen Hurts is running because he thinks it's the right thing to do, and Justin Fields is running because he doesn't want to die. Because <laughs> he has Southern Utah rookie. Southern Utah. Jones. I have the worst fucking attorneys. <laughs> the worst fucking attorneys. So then Utah's first game is against Bethesda University, oh which is such a small school, they don't even have a link on sports reference. Made they up. They play cool. Utah Tech. 
St. Mary's. You say Utah Tech? You, yeah, I, 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 I was thinking the same this thing. This sounds Utah like the Tech. league from the movie Accepted. They just like had a made up college <laughs> slipped in there. Can we do, we should do two colleges, one lie. Isn't there like acronym <laughs> shit or something like that? Yeah, South Harmon Institute of Technology. <laughs> that's such a good, that's an underrated movie. That should be a Very underrated. Jonah Hill. I don't think any of that was based in Utah though. I have a, I have a sneaking <laughs> some, uh, feeling. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. The, while we're on the Bears here, Fields is not playing. Montgomery, we didn't really resolve. But this is the first inaugural? I don't know. We've invented something incredible. <laughs> you guys know of the Mendoza line, mm-hmm. which is like in baseball if a player is hitting over 200. But really, it's just, you know, it doesn't mean it's great if you're 201. But, like, you got to be over the Mendoza <laughs> you line. You got to get there. It's, yeah. a, it's a threshold to tell if a player is good enough to be on the field in baseball, right? That's kind of generally what it is? Yeah, exactly. So we were thinking... We need a Mendoza line for like the flex. Like we need a Mendoza line for like, am I going to put this guy in my lineup? We're not saying you like he's good, but we're like, all right, can I put this guy in? Like, right. you know. And feel somewhat comfortable with the situation. Tall enough to ride the roller coaster. And right. so we were thinking, well, who's who is the player who represents that Mendoza line? Who was the worst player that was still over the Mendoza line <laughs> most weeks? And we realized it's Danny Amendola. <laughs> Which then brought us to the Amendoza line. The Hello. Danny Amendoza line. And so we will, for this season, we're going to have a little test here of just, is this player over the Danny Amendoza line? Now, David yeah. Montgomery obviously is for the season. But for this week, Craig, are, are you saying like you don't like David Montgomery enough that you would like bet you're saying he's below the Danny Amendoza line? Because that's aggressive. By next week, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a number of what where we want to set the Amendoza <laughs> line at, like whatever nine points, ten points, eleven points, whatever it is, where we feel comfortable or not. Because um, we've got David Montgomery basically ranked like fortieth out of all the position players. So you're you're being pretty aggressive if you're saying he's. Well, I, yes, I am lower um, on him than than both of you by a significant margin. To be honest, like if we're saying it's around ten points. That's 100 yards, no touchdowns. That's 50 yards receiving, 50 yards rushing. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's below the Mendoza line. I disagree. So we were having this discussion offline. Like, you would rather start Josh Jacobs this week, like, by a lot. Like, you're way more excited about Josh Jacobs. Easily. Let's let's do a bet. Let's let's bet. I think Montgomery is going to outscore Josh Jacobs this week. Done. Let's let's play ball. What are we putting putting on on this? Five bucks? (laughs) I don't know. Let's go big. Let's go really uh, big. More interesting. Ten dollars. $10. That wasn't what I meant. 
Um, everybody is, I feel like before the season starts, everybody's so Pollyannish about each offense. It's like, but like nobody ever thinks about the fact that there are like dozens of games every year where offenses put up like six points. And Wait, it's can miserable. I tell you something? Pollyanna is one of those words that I always hear. I'm like, I have no idea what that means. It means like overly optimistic. Oh, okay. That works. Okay. Sorry. I should have <laughs> um, figured that, that out. That was easy. Clues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A quick Google search could have solved your problem. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just wanted to be vulnerable amongst my friends. I don't no, know. No, you know what? I respect that. There's a great Pete Holmes joke about how there's no wonder anymore in the world. How right. like, if you're like, where's Tom Petty from? You can just find out immediately. But back in the yeah. good old days, you'd have no idea. And then 10 years down the road, you met some guy at a bar and he happened to grow up with Tom Petty. And you're like, holy shit, Tom Petty's yeah. from Florida. <laughs> Anyway, that's what Pollyannish means. We used to look up to God for answers. Now we look down to our phone and check fantasy rankings. <laughs> our fantasy rankings. Our fantasyfootball.thereo.com. Okay. So, but, but, all right. But, so, all right. Well, we'll see. Josh Jacobs. I can't believe there's a Jake, Josh Jacobs bet already, and I'm not related. I'm not involved in it. <laughs> I'm with DK, actually. I, I think, I, no, 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 I'm not. I'm actually with, I, I, gun to my head, I think Josh Jacobs, because that, that game's going to be more points. Oh, boy. For this week. The lowest total of the week versus like the highest total of the week. Dude, Nick Bosa is going to catch like, passes. By the way, we're, we got to stipulate. Are we talking a half PPR here? Yeah, sure. Okay, Nick Bosa PPR. is going to eat the guy from Nuga alive or whoever held the, the right tackle. <laughs> Southern Utah. Southern I don't Utah. think playing Utah Tech prepared that left tackle to suspend <laughs> Justin Fields. All right. Uh, we got to move on. Talk about a different game for the love of God. All right. The next category, the Family Guy mystery box. If you listen to us as for the NFL draft show, uh, you know this one. But there's that Family Guy joke where basically Peter and Lois are being offered uh, a boat, but they could also <laughs> so funny to explain every time they're being offered a boat, and he's like, or you could have what's in the mystery box, and the box is like the size of a shoebox. Yeah, and Lois is like, Peter, take the boat, and he's like, but the mystery box could be anything. Could even be a boat. <laughs> This is way more prevalent in my daily life than I'd ever like to admit. DK, who's your first like mystery box team player of the week? The entire 49ers offense. Speaking of, I, I, I love that we're like highlighting this specific game the most this week. Like one of the worst games. I, the game the with the lowest total. <laughs> I know. They're like 10 point favorites. Don't like, worry. Yeah, we'll I, talk about other I thought we were done with this game. I we will talk about other teams here eventually. Uh, but I do think it's like the, the 49ers are a complete mystery box to me because we do not know what Trey Lance is going to bring to the table. Like, we just don't know. We don't know exactly how the offense is going to look. We don't know if it's going to be super, super run heavy, even more run heavy than we think. Like, we don't know what Debo Samuel is going to bring. Ayuk. Ayuk has gotten so much hype in this offseason. He's the best player in 49ers camp. All this stuff. Like, is he going to live up to that? Um, we don't know really what to expect from the run game. I don't know. The, to me, they're just like, this is a very scary situation starting any of these players from the 49ers offense, except for Lance. Like, I th I feel pretty confident Scare about Lance. Debo? You feel afraid starting Debo? Well, I don't feel afraid starting him. I just, I don't know if, like what to expect, essentially, you know? Okay. There's a, yeah. there's a high letdown rate. I think we have no right. idea how the Niners are going to allocate the ball, right? Like we don't, we just don't know if Debo is going to get the same volume he did last year that made him a top five wide receiver. Like it just could be completely different this year. Yeah, it's, it's it, it, I think, look, and again, I know a lot of people listening to this has taken Trey Lance on our hope. And I think that one of the reasons we like Lance is because he's so cheap and like the upside is insane and I still believe in it. I think the downs, but we also didn't really love Debo this year for that same reason of like paying for the certainty of Debo was terrifying. Paying for the, like the potential of Lance was cool, but yeah, I agree. It's like, I really want to see if he sucks at football or not. I really hope he doesn't. But man, we got to yeah. find out. Uh, 
The other mystery box that I, I just, as soon as we had talked <laughs> about the family, I think I was like, you know what? The mystery box, it's like, what's in the box? It's the the Patriots offense, man. What is this going to be? Yes. They're, they're playing the Dolphins this week. It's like Bill Belichick is the, is. it's like you could have a boat. You know, you could have like a, you could have a, a, a good offense coordinator run your offense. And he's like, well, <laughs> the mystery box. It's like, what if the defensive coordinator runs my offense? It's like, it could be anything. <laughs> it could even be a good offense. And I'm like, <laughs> like, I, you know, I, I don't want to beat this to death. We've talked about it a lot. And like, we'll just see, right? In two days, like, you know, there's not much to kind of analyze here. I'm just, I don't have many Patriots that I've been like excited about. Damian, Hay like the only guy I feel like on the Patriots I've been even interested in really is like Ramondre Stevenson, just because he could shoot up. I just want to see what the hell is going on here. I'm like, I, yeah. is, is it going to be competent or not? I feel I feel like you could you could argue every single player on this offense is worrisome to me. Even straight down to Mac Jones. Obviously, like Mac Jones is a super flex guy only. But after a very promising rookie season, which he looked pretty good and pretty poised and confident and accurate, and all the things that you want to see from a rookie quarterback. He was the best rookie quarterback last year. Now you're putting him in a situation where it's like, what the fuck? What are we doing here? Um I don't know who the leading receiver is going to be. I guess I assume it's going to be Jacoby Myers, but Devontae Parker's new here. There are more players who could, if everyone stays healthy in the entire league, more players could lead the Patriots in receiving than probably any team in the NFL. Yeah. So, yeah. Jacoby Myers, I assume, is, is the top guy, but they got Devontae Parker. Nelson Aguilar's gotten a ton of hype in the offseason. They have two fucking tight ends. They have a tight end platoon. So I don't trust either of those guys. And then the, and the running backs... Damien Harris is in danger of being supplanted by Ramondre Stevenson, but it might not matter because Ty Montgomery is coming here to ruin all our dreams and make it a three-man rotation. Yeah, but he's hurt, right? He's not playing. Well, he's this week. he was limited. Sorry, I should have mentioned this earlier because it is it does apply to Harris and Stevenson. Like he was limited at practice. He might play. Like he but has that's a the point where like Ty Montgomery being limited as a third running back might take the juice out. Like it's just yes. this is not a fun situation. It sucks. If you have, da yeah. have Damien Harris. You probably have to play him, but honestly, you might not, depending on your options. And it's just, it's not, this is just wild. And like, we'll see. I, I, maybe it'll be a good offense. But. Well, Heifetz, this is why we invented the Mendoza line. In your gut, how many Patriots are above the line? <laughs> uh, Literally just, well, Hunter Henry, if he's your best tight end, but even Hunter Henry, I'm like, yeah. he's just a red zone option. I'm a little worried yeah. about the usage for Hunter Henry just being mm -hmm. tight, touchdown or bust as much he's as a exactly. tight end can be, exactly. other than like old Jimmy Graham. Uh. Honestly, the only Patriot for me that's above the Amendoza line this week is Damian Harris. And even then, it's like... Not Ramondre? You could flex Ramondre. Well, not yeah. in 10. No, not no, not even in 12-team league. You should not be flexing Ramondre. I don't know. I, I, th I think I would say Harris and Ramondre. Craig, what do you think? Yeah, I guess Amendoza uh, line is... That, yeah, Ramondre, sure. He's hitting 205. But yes, he's above the line. <laughs> right. But that's you got to hope for a few catches here and there. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree. The two running backs sticking on, right. in this game. My other mystery box is the Dolphins, man. Like, totally. How Shanahan will this team be? Last year, this team, uh, you know, they were fast paced, ran a ton of plays. And this year, uh, the preseason, they, they look like the Niners. They were slow. They ran a lot, zone running scheme, like yards after catch, creating plays. You know, like, is this just going to be a three headed monster of Edmonds, Tyreek, and Waddle? Tyreek was seeing 10 plus targets a game in, in Kansas City. Like, and the games he didn't, he was not thrilled by it. You know, like, are they going to force feed him the ball? Will he be the alpha in this offense or will he just kind of be a cog in the in the Mike McDaniel offense? Um, will this just be short intermediate passes to the two guys that they try and get them in yards after they catch situations? You know, how much are they going to run the ball compared to throw it? Like, is Tua going to go deep? There's just so much about this offense that we don't know a lot about. Absolutely. Yeah. I cannot wait to watch this offense, to be honest. But like, it could be a total disaster. It wouldn't surprise me all that much. It could even be a boat. 
It could even be a boat. Who do you yeah. guys think is going to win this game? I think, it, I think it's the Dolphins. And like maybe that it, it's crazy. It's really hard to know because yeah. you know betting on Mike McDaniel to beat Bill Belichick sounds pretty stupid. But I, you know what? I I, I believe right. that the Patriots' offense is tough. And like it's important to remember this: the week one of the uh, the NFL really is an extension of the preseason now. Mm-hmm. Like it is, and, and and I don't actually think the Patriots solved their offense. And I kind of think the Dolphins. I, I kind of think the Dolphins win. I mean, it's there's a massive talent imbalance on the offenses. Yes. So if you want to at least go by the roster, it's it's Miami. All right, we got another one here. Silver Linings Playbook. <laughs> but it's not about the Eagles. We should rename this. But either way, basically, <laughs> Silver think, Linings Alert. Yeah. The, hyphens, hyphens and I were like, what, what do you call it when something good comes out of something bad? <laughs> oh, Silver Linings. Okay. Okay, anyway, the, my Silver Linings Playbook is... Um, Elijah Moore playing with anybody but Zach Wilson. <laughs> like you don't want you don't want your starting quarterback that was selected <laughs> second overall last year to get hurt. But we don't talk enough about the fact that <laughs> like not only did the Jets get better last year with Zach Wilson, any quarterback, Josh Johnson signed 12 days, they were better with him. Mike White never No heard one's of, ever heard of better, Mike White. <laughs> better than Zach Wilson at executing their offense. Elijah Moore averages 29 yards a game with Zach Wilson and 84 with any other quarterback. <laughs> oh my God. That's that is unbelievable. So, wait, so that's more, wait, th- so 30 to 80, more than yes. double. Yeah. Oh Triple God, pretty much. Uh, Holy shit. Also, so Joe Flacco is going to start. And there was this yeah. funny story we heard that, uh, that there was a, an interesting exchange that occurred in the uh, betting channel of the fantasy points discord, Scott Barrett's company, the fantasy points the other day. Mm-hmm. And, um, Elijah Moore's uncle was in the Discord. <laughs> yeah, he was he was talking about his his nephew and how great his nephew is, of course. And then at the end he said, Flacco will feed him. Take your time, Zach. No rush. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> like obviously you want your nephew to do well. And the numbers are very clear. Like Flacco is gonna feed Elijah Moore. Like that is what he did last year. It was a very small sample, of course. Uh, but everything, all the vibes around Zach Moore or uh, sorry, Elijah Moore are really, really good. In the in during this preseason, like he's the best player on their field, he's a star just waiting to happen. However, the vibes, man. If if Zach Wilson was starting, like I would be very wait. Hold on, hold on. Scared. Elijah Moore's uncle was like, "Take your time, Zach." <laughs> yeah, like you've lost over this. <laughs> That's like the more, way infinitely more polite version of what Odell Beckham's dad did with the baby. <laughs> right, right. It's the same thing. It's just one person's being like nice about it. <laughs> also, I, I love that he was just in a Discord chatting it up. I know. I don't know anything about like this is the new world of Discord servers. I think it's funny that they're called Discord servers. Like, why are we calling it a server? Can't we? Just I, call I don't it, like, know a, how to respond to that. Like, what else do you call a server? Like, that's it's, it's ser- just bizarre to me. I got nothing for you. Do you call like G Chat like a server? Like America Online, AOL Online. Like, what was the Instant Messenger? That wasn't that a server. I just think it's weird that it's a server. I also like that you used it. Like we're in a new area of like discourse, but you just said Discord instead of the discourse. No, it was. It's Discord is the company. No, I know, I know, but you, I, I, I know, I know it is. But I just, <laughs> I obviously don't know how any of this works. Yeah. <laughs> we're either like, all like I'm the dog fit, typing Jesus on the computer. <laughs> what is going on? You know that? Fit, you know that? Oh, it's this Roger Sherman Slack avatar, the greatest. It's just like uh, you know that little baby deer at the keyboard, being bottle fed, just typing. I do not. No, just me. Now am I the sense. old person? 
And we're in a tough point in society where there's too many memes and you can't even talk to your friends about it. It's like television shows. It's like- I completely agree. It's like, you know that meme? It's like, no, I have a completely different algorithm that the advertisers want me to see so I don't see the memes you see. Sometimes I see a meme and I'm like, I don't ever want to know what this means. Don't, don't tell me. I never want to learn this. I'm never going to use it. A lot of the succession memes were that way. I don't understand them because I've only seen like three episodes of succession. That's all. I don't want to oh, should we? Is this where we bring up the don't worry, darling? We should have had that be a category. What were we thinking? <laughs> don't worry, darling. Is that the Elijah Moore? Is that Elijah Moore's uncle? Like the don't worry, darling? Just like, you know what I mean? Just... No, don't worry, darling is Matt Stafford's elbow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hope that's fine. All right. Uh, next category here. I know it when I see it. And <laughs> we've talked about the Supreme Court definition for four. First of all, we were saying the, the Supreme Court basically said that porn, hard to define but you know it when you see it. However, mm -hmm. I guess a lot of people thought that what I said was Supreme Court said porn, hard to find. Oh. <laughs> no, hard to define, but hard to find is much funnier. It was hard to find in the 80s. You had to go to the woods. Yeah, exactly. Go to the woods. <laughs> you had to stumble upon like some moldy, wet magazines in the woods. Yeah. Nowadays, you can just hop in a Discord server and there's porn exactly. everywhere. What is it called? A fucking server. It's a, what, I, don't, I, dude, I don't know. How to, I don't know how to answer that question. Like, I don't know. <laughs> we don't call what? anything else servers except for servers. I just think it's servers. so weird. I like where DK's I, at. <laughs> it's like the server is like where you host like the data. You know what I like? A, I don't, it's just all, why are we call this a server? I don't get all it. All the people who've asked us, do you guys have a Discord? This is the answer. <laughs> Like this is the fucking. We're too answer. hung up on why they call it a server. <laughs> I don't we get don't it. Have a we don't. Ha we don't call Slack a server. Oh my god! Uh, for the love of God! All right. We, anyway. we, I was I was talking about porn, DK. Anyway, the point yeah. is, you know, when you see it, and we want, wanted to talk about it. this. Was, Craig brought this up. It's a good point. Every week, one there's a player that one game, and you're like, "Fuck, that guy made the leap." It was like Mike Williams last year. You know, he had like 100 yards yeah. and a touchdown with Herbert in week one. And you're like, oh, shit. Mike Williams is going to be a massive He's thing. He's here. Yeah. Well, it changed, but a bad example. But Well, I mean, he was like a top 10 wide receiver last yeah, year was. still. Like, you know. So, Craig, in honor of that, who do you, who's the, I don't want to call us the porn thing, but I know it when I see it guy. Uh, I think it could be Michael Pittman, man. It's, it's crazy that Michael Pittman had 88 catches last year, 1,100 yards with Carson Wentz. And I just think the Colts, are, I've, I've kind of been beating this drum all offseason, but I just think the Colts could look a lot different um, with Matt Ryan and Reich together. I think they're going to throw a lot more, or at least be much more balanced. They're going to have a faster offense. Again, they were super slow, ran a ton because they didn't trust Carson Wentz. And I just, it's going to be completely different. And I think, you know, Michael Pittman could have 150 yards and a touchdown in week one. And everyone's like, oh yeah, he is just like a top 10 guy now. <laughs> right. I That's a good one. Especially against Houston. I feel the same way kind of about Kyle Pitts. And, but to tell you the truth, mm, I'm most confident in it. I more just need it to happen. Like, right. I, I don't want to live in this world where Kyle Pitts is just this, like, hypothetical, excellent guy. That'll be, I want Kyle Pitts week one against the Saints defense, a very tough defense that's rocked the Falcons for a long time. And I want Kyle Pitts to have 150 yards and two touchdowns. And I want to be like, okay, cool. This guy's going to go to the Hall of Fame. And I get to watch his entire career. <laughs> awesome. Like, I, just, I just want it to begin. You know yeah. how Bill said that Saquon was like the best running back he's ever seen after yes. a tiny sample size? I he want watched that one Giants game. It was like great pick. I want to declare Kyle Pitts a Hall of Famer. We want validation, right? Like we just want, okay, okay, yes, this is happening. That's how I feel. That's how I feel this year about CeeDee Lamb. Like if CeeDee Lamb goes out and has four catches for 45 yards this weekend, like I might, you, might, you guys might need to check on me because I'm going to be like distraught. 
I've been hyping him up all offseason. And there were moments last year, during, especially down the stretch, where like he was kind of invisible. Like Cedric Wilson was outscoring him like in way too many games. Like if CeeDee Lamb doesn't lift off, if there's no rocket ship in this game one, I'm going to be worried. The best take any of us had all year was Craig saying, CeeDee Lamb, too wiry. Don't like him. <laughs> Too Not skinny. enough meat on his bones. <laughs> I hope he's drinking his milk tonight. It's like, but you know what? Because if he's he's not good, you're just gonna feel so good for not having CD Lamb. I know it's gonna suck if he actually like tweaks an ankle in like week two, and I like kind of feel okay about it because it was part of my prediction. Well, hopefully it doesn't look that bad, or no, hopefully it does look bad so that it's fine. So it'll be fine. Have you ever spotted McDonald's hot, crispy fries? right as they're being scooped into the carton. And time just stands still. Okay. So always a bunch of players every week that's just like, if you're not first, you're last. The Ricky Bobby stuff. People who defy the bell curve. Yeah, these are the, these are the players, and I'm just going to say it. Kadarius Tony is the definition of this player. He's either going to have 13 catches for 145 yards and two touchdowns and score 45 points in fantasy, or he's going to get hurt on the second drive and have zero catches, and that's going to be it. Like, it's either or. Like, he's either going to win you your week or you're going to lose your week because of Kadarius we Tony. Should bet, we should bet hit, whatever his over is in the first quarter. We should just hammer that. Because he's going to get targeted probably like seven times in the first quarter and, and probably get hurt, but it's worth it. <laughs> I would take every Kadarius Tony under this season just so you can <laughs> capture the value of when he's ruled out for the game in the second quarter. He's off the injury report, baby. Like, this is like maybe the most underrated news of this entire week. Kadarius Tony off the injury report as of at if least If only Thursday someone afternoon. had started this episode with the injury report. I'm <laughs> just saying, I want to reiterate it. Uh, I'm just very excited to see what Tony can do. I mean, he's like he, he nobody moves like him. I'm I'm a Giants fan and somehow I'm exhausted of this guy. Yeah. I, I hope he's awesome. I just I I am I would put myself as I have guarded my hope because I have I have seen and learned too much. Yeah, that's fair. All right, next category. <laughs> the George Costanza. If every instinct you have is wrong, <laughs> then the opposite must be right. Yeah, so this is the guy you're starting exactly because your instinct is to not start him. And that's Miles Sanders for me this week. Miles Sanders hasn't scored a touchdown in 620 days. <laughs> wait, damn. wait, was that before or after COVID? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Um, 620 days? That's a, lo- that's a lot of days, guys. That's like, a sh- that's so many days. It's a lot of days. Boston Scott is like a bad cold that won't go away. Kenneth mm. Gainwell is like everybody's preseason crush every single season. Jalen Hurts stealing goal line work. Yep. You know, they brought in A.J. Brown. The, the the they've revamped their pass catchers. They claimed they claimed Trey Sermon for the 49ers. They claimed Trey Sermon. <laughs> you know, to top it all off, Miles Sanders is dealing with a hamstring injury. Oh and, god, come on! And yet, <laughs> I'm is starting. it so sane? Yeah. Uh, what does George say? Instead of tuna on toast, I'm gonna do a chicken chicken salad on rye, untoasted <laughs> with a side of potato salad and a cup of tea. <laughs> I don't know, man. What, I just think Miles Sanders is good. If you look at the last five weeks he played last year, he had like 90 yards a game. Detroit's terrible against the run. They, gave they up have the third, an awesome O-line. They have a fantastic O-line, Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, Detroit gave up the third most points to running backs. Also, some narratives are so prevalent, especially locally, that the teams actually respond. 
the Eagles are intensely hyper aware that Miles Sanders didn't score a touchdown last year. I actually <laughs> genuinely think they try to get him a touchdown in this game. And I, I'm not always saying like that matters. I think that stat chasing happens for like the end of year with like the last two weeks for like contract incentives. But certain things like the Miles Sanders stuff, of, like he had to answer questions about are you the starting running back? And that was embarrassing. Like he's like he's kind of just been embarrassed. And I think it's important to remember these guys are human. The number one thing every athlete wants is to win, but it's more like 1A. 1B, nobody wants to be embarrassed at this level. Like, no, it, it's almost equal to winning. And I actually think it's been so bad for Mel Sanders. I think they try to get him the first Eagles touchdown of the year. I'm mm. serious. Ooh. You should bet that. I, I like this. I actually should. Actually, I should. I, I, I really think so. <laughs> they're they're not going to sub him out in this game, I don't think. Miles Sanders has even said that this season uh, is a little line. personal to him, and he wants to get the respect he finally deserves. Yeah, and to be mm. clear, I'm not saying like, oh, it's gonna they're gonna give him 30 touchdowns. I'm saying they're just gonna get the monkey off his back for his own confidence, and so they don't have to hear about it anymore. I, I, 620 days. Yeah, 620. So. Yeah, uh, that was that was good, Craig. Next one, we got the Sarah Marshall quote when he's trying when Cooney's trying to teach him how to serve. Cooney, like, too much, do less, too much. <laughs> you're doing too much. Now you're not doing anything. And actually, you're doing nothing now, so you actually have to get up. But yeah, this is my don't overthink it. Just too much, do less. Uh, Josh Jacobs, and this is we we argued about this earlier. DK, can I? We'll hop in a Discord and then duke it out. Um, <laughs> I kind of can't believe my corner is dead zone running backs today, but here we are. Yeah, this is bold. He's, I don't think it is. He's a good, he is a good starting running back in a game with the second highest total of the week. Do you remember the last time these two teams played, the Chargers and the Raiders? It was like 70 points were put up in that game. Josh Jacobs had 130 yards, 26 carries. His only competition is a rookie who's fourth on the depth chart and two journeymen, third down backs who are over 30 years old. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking crazy pills. Yeah, Just don't yeah. overthink it. Start Josh Jacobs. I mean, you can start Josh Jacobs. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be excited Jacobs. about it, Craig, but okay, fine. Jeez. My whole point with Josh Jacobs was I, just any round where you're going to get him, I like the receivers better or the quarterbacks are tight ends. Like every single time he's available, I'm just like, I like other people there. The hate has gone too far. I think we're bored of him. We're bored of him, but like, I'm just saying don't bench. Yes. If you have him, I wouldn't bench him. Like you probably have him. You probably need to play him. Sure, but if you're like, oh man, like I'm thinking about starting Robert Woods. But, you know, that's that's an easy decision because I have Josh Jacobs, who the ringer fantasy guys have been shitting on. It's like, no, I, I think like Josh Jacobs is starting running back for a thousand yards and eight touchdowns every year. I, I, I'll, I mean, I'll go this. I, I, to reiterate earlier, I, I, I would rather play Josh Jacobs than even David Montgomery this week just because the difference between Josh Jacobs being a running back against the Chargers and like all the points that could be exchanged versus David Montgomery and my very con my big concerns for that Niners defense just. I, you know why? Maybe I'm maybe I'm just too anchored, but like, man, that that Bears Bucks game last year when Tampa Bay just like throttle. You know when like you watch like a nature video and it's like the lion finally like gets the little animal and then they just shake him around, or like your dog with <laughs> yeah, a toy. Dude. You know your dog or your cat just has like murder practice with their toy and they're just shaking it. That yeah. was like the Bucks with Fields, and I'm just thinking about Nick Bosa versus that Southern Utah left tackle. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'd rather have Josh. Can't wait for Braxton Jones to have the this last podcast. Laugh has spoken more about that Southern Utah tackle than any other podcast in sports media this week. So well, what about Southern guy. Utah? They must have a podcast. Someone's there. Everybody's got a podcast. Actually, no, you know what? I bet they, we actually do talk about them more than that. Freaking. If anyone listening to this is at Southern Utah, there is no chance. Email us at <laughs> ringer fantasy football, Actually, I tell you, I need an active student. We need an EDU. Otherwise we're not really going to believe you. <laughs> 
Well, the, they have a total undergrad enrollment of 11,000. So it's possible. Oh, yes. No, it's definitely it's bigger happening. than I thought. Email us at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com. I mean, if they do go to Southern Utah, they didn't make it this far. They clearly hate us from the earlier conversation. <laughs> we play some other than the Bethesda of California. All right. Uh, guys, I forgot to mention this on the podcast. I forgot to tweet about it. People were kind of like, what the hell is wrong with you? There was a squirrel in my living room the other day. We were just all sitting there, and all of a sudden, there was a fucking squirrel there. Like, I don't know how this goddamn thing got in the house. I think maybe it fell in through the chimney or something like that. All of a sudden, there's just a fucking squirrel in my living room. My puppy, George, starts chasing this thing around. The squirrel keeps jumping at the window trying to get out, like, because obviously he's like scared as hell. Calvin, my son, my three year old son, is sitting there on the couch. I go grab him. He's like, Daddy! Like, he's like all freaked out because this, like, it's just total mayhem. It was like out of a movie. Um, and like, we're just screaming, like, what the fuck? How did that thing get in here? And all this. This is my there's a squirrel in the living room player of the week. Like this I was the wondering guy. where you were going with this. I was like, what are you talking about? Long preamble, guys. That's what we do here. Um, basically, <laughs> this good, is the yeah. guy every week. I feel like maybe not every week, but like many weeks during a fantasy season, there's one guy that just creates mayhem and scores like 50 points. Like you throw out all the projections, you throw out like who's supposed to, who has a better team. This person is going to win because of this player this week. And so my stipulation is that we have to be, it has to be someone who's like in theory going to be in some lineups, um, which of course is like, you know, there's a wide range of leagues. There's a wide range of like numbers of teams, all that stuff. But who is your player this week that is going to be the squirrel in the living room? I'm going with Raheem Mostert of the Dolphins. What, well, yeah, what do you envision with Raheem? So I think that they're going to have a split with him and Edmonds where Edmonds is more of like a pass catching guy and like third downs and, and just involved in the passing game. And I think Moster could have a bigger role on first and second down than we think. And like, as we've seen, he could just run for 75 yards and a touchdown on the first play. And then, of course, like if they continue to run and continue to run, it could get ugly. There's a world I'm describing and I'm imagining in reverse engineering where Raheem Mostert is like the squirrel in the living room of the week. <laughs> It's a bold prediction. Mine would probably be Jace Claypool, especially with Deontay oh, Johnson. I like that. Everyone's Pickens is like, you know, the flavor of the month. Deontay Johnson's super banged up. And Chase Claypool's just going to be like murdering people out of the slot. And he could have like oh, three yeah. touchdowns. This That's week. a great one. That's a great I one. I mean, I don't know if anyone's going to play him, but I mean, the answer is obvious. It's Mike Davis. Oh, I think God. people could play him. And I Mike love Davis this. is the starting running back for the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens this week. Like, no one wants to come to grips with it. I know. Look, I burn people. Don't care. Mike Davis is so above the Mendoza line this week, it's not even funny. Like, if you are stuck with, like, Alan Lazard, if you were, like, banking on playing Alan Lazard, you don't know what you're going to do to flex this week. Mike Davis is totally... It also makes sense football-wise that, the like, the Jets are going to be like, yeah, sure, we don't want Lamar to get the ball. Every option, like, just give it to Mike Davis. Like, crash down on Lamar. Mike Davis gets all the handoffs. Like, I'm telling you, man. Can I go one? I'm going to go Squirrel. one step further. It's going to be Kenyon Drake, not Mike Davis. No, I would die. I would literally <laughs> never come back and do this podcast again. That would be amazing. I would, I would just not return. Fair. All right. This was incredible. Email us at ringerfantasyfootball at gmail.com if you have any thoughts on any of this. Fantasy questions, thoughts on categories, other fake doctors oh. instead of the Arrested Development doctor. Real quick, Zach Ertz did not practice today. We saw this as we were recording, so don't play him this week. That's it. Fake-ass doctor time. Well, if he plays, maybe you can play him. Yeah, but he's probably not going to play if he didn't practice today. For all the people who have injured players on their lineups, set your set your alarm Sunday morning. You got to get up. Oh, I have. I also have an alarm. If Zach Ertz is out, don't play him. 
He's going to be all right. Check out our rankings, fantasyfootball.theringer.com. We have rankings every week. If you have start sick questions, please check out our rankings. We're really happy about it. Check those out. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you to everybody who does the behind-the-scenes work in the rankings. Thank you, Riley McAtee, mm. for dealing with us way yes. more than he ever should have to. Thank you to Dan Comer for fact-checking. Thank you to all the copy desks. Thank you to all the, the developers, everyone involved with the fantasy rankings. Thank you so much. And thank you to Braxton Jones. Good luck this weekend. <laughs> Dude. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Thank you, Lupe Fiasco. Ooh, I used to love Lupe when Dude, I was in like Lasers was such an amazing album, but like that song was everywhere. Yeah, it was. Uh, Hip Hop Saved My Life, fantastic song. Lupe was just like killing it. I don't know what happened to him. Well, he, I would, if Kyrie Irving's like a contrarian without a cause, I would say Lupe Fiasco's a contrarian like with a cause. Did you say Fiasco? <laughs> fiasco what did you say Lupe fiasco fiasco i don't know isn't that one of those words you can say it either way yeah, i think i Might think be, it's yeah, fiasco i mean that's definitely word, well, how i word, think it's, it's based pronounced. on the word isn't the word can't you, fiasco fiasco i've heard it both ways it's like aunt aunt like i don't know you're right. i don't know if it is also dk says kombucha we didn't talk about that we did yeah he says kombucha what is it it's well i Com kombucha it's i don't want to say cum but it's kombucha <laughs> <laughs> You well, don't want to say come. You're just walking but me into saying come on You don't air. want to say the word C-O-M-E? <laughs> oh. uh, it's, it's kombucha. Oh. I did not know that, actually. I like that everyone's got a window and how DK is like almost 40, but he's actually just seven. <laughs> he's like, what? You don't want to say C-O-M-E? I, th I thought it was pronounced kombucha. God, I'm an idiot. Well, no, Whatever. I was talking about what you just said there. Anyway, fiasco. fiasco I'm rattled. I, I knew what he was talking about. <laughs> fiasco can be pronounced both ways. I'm doing this. I don't, I don't know. I've never heard somebody say fiasco. Yeah, unless they like spent some time in Britain. Or yeah, or are you in like a Hitchcock film? I just watched, you know those weird YouTube videos that are like, how do you pronounce a word? I'm like, one, who makes all those? Right, like that's just some guy's interpretation of the word. <laughs> Is that like Webster's <laughs> Dictionary back in those videos? Well, that's your it's opinion. It's an Italian word. <laughs> in English. Yeah, but fiasco, right. you're saying it with a British accent. Fiasco doesn't, I don't know. This is what I'm saying. If it's like, the British, God bless them, they anglicize a lot of, uh, like, for instance, French words. Like, they'll say fillet instead of filet. Oh, yeah. Because, I was watching Masterchef the other day. Because fuck it. Why would we say it their way? Yeah. Gordon do. Ramsay had one of those that was, <laughs> oh, because there's the aluminum or whatever. Aluminium. Aluminium. Uh, yeah. There's, uh, Gordon Ramsay called it, oh, no, it's a spice. No, I just forgot it. Shit. Look it, look it up. Look it up while we're thinking. Oregano? So, Oregano? Oregano, that was it. Oregano. <laughs> <laughs> Oregano. Anyway. Lupe, I feel like we got off the Lupe anyway, Fiasco thing. Fiasco. Lupe. Fiasco. The point was it was like the the you know, the it was a good album. I bet I'm I'm <laughs> guessing it's good. It's the Italians probably do pronounce it fiasco, right? I can't I don't know. I don't speak I don't speak Italian. <laughs> So, I, don't, I, don't know. I don't speak Italian. I am Italian. If you are Italian, I just, no. It's, look into know, it, Craig. We'll find out. We can look into it. Okay. Time. All right. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>